0: Three, two, one. Okay, showtime.
1: Hey. Okay, act natural. <laughs> how do you speak?
0: <laughs> I am natural.
1: I don't remember how to talk normal. We
0: forgot to do a test to see if, the, if our voices actually sound good on the microphone. Okay. So let's is this going
1: to be a test? Nope, this is it.
0: We're, okay. <laughs> the gates are open. Welcome to oh, wow. a Kate Pat Chat.
1: Kate Pat Chat.
0: So these are basically episodes. Oh, that audio spike! <laughs> <laughs> Definitely didn't practice. So this is basically um, what we want to do is we want to create more content. So we are doing chats about situations in our life where awareness, a knowledge of self-defense would go a long way. Um, these episodes will come out. Probably monthly, alongside our other content, our question of the month, and our normal bruisers episode. So, we hope you enjoy the extra content. We are ready to begin the episode. <laughs> What an intro! That was
1: a good segue.
0: Uh, Kate, why don't you introduce the topic today? What are we talking about? We're
1: talking about creepers. Creepers,
0: and I think everybody has a creeper story. Yeah. And we have cr- quite a few, and you—you you probably have like quadruple the amount that I have. Who me? Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking to our dog. <laughs>
1: I wasn't sure if you're talking to me or the
0: audience <laughs> <laughs> um, you'll probably hear speaking of our dog you'll probably hear our dog he's a he's a little bit whiny right now so yeah. um, I think he probably saw a squirrel um, um so let's start off um, how do you I this is gonna this is gonna sound more academic than it needs to be how do you define a creeper at what point does somebody cross the line into being a creeper because there's like I I think for a lot of dudes they're like They're very turned off, let's just say, in approaching the opposite sex or the same sex. Who knows? Because they feel like they're going to come off creepy.
1: Okay, so that's an interesting... We're just diving right in. Dive on in. I feel like it's up to the person who is feeling the receiver of the creeper. The creepy? (laughs) Creepy. I feel like it is up to that individual to decide if they are getting themselves or getting into an uncomfortable situation. So, like, I guess that's an interesting, what you just said about how, like, sometimes guys feel, like, hesitant to approach a woman because they don't want to be creepy. But then sometimes a woman is, like, has her guards up yeah and she doesn't know what your intentions are so sometimes it's better to be safe than sorry so i guess there is a tension there like a male female tension definitely Um, but from my perspective i feel like as as the receivee of the creepiness (laughs) I feel like you have to just go with your gut because if you if there's an inkling of creepiness in a situation, whether it's a man or a woman, if you are rude to that person or you ignore them or walk away or whatever, you can always ask for forgiveness later if they turn out not to be a creep.
0: That's that's a really good point. And I think that that's... Um... You know they say kindness kills, and I and I know the original uh, interpretation of that saying is you know you be kind to somebody and that's how you win them over, that's how you wear them down. But in some cases, uh, kindness actually kills because you allow people. I don't. I don't mean you in particular. Yeah. I mean we, everyone, human beings tend to allow unacceptable behavior Mm -hmm. to go on too long because we're afraid of doing exactly what you said of putting up those boundaries and being rude about them and being like um you you actually say this quite often about being on the island and being like you cannot come on this island yeah boundaries (laughs) you know yeah this is my boundary um that's very interesting actually I something else that you said that kind of struck me was you were saying um It's up to each individual person to know their boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's an interesting point because we don't... uh, I I guess in terms of that, in terms of like this self-defense of being aware of other people, you know, what they're capable of, it requires a kind of self-identity and self-awareness. And Mm -hmm. that is something that I think doesn't get talked about a lot. We sort of think it's a one-size-fits-all.
1: Right. And I feel like our generation grew up to... Be polite and to trust people and I don't think that's necessarily how I want to raise my kids and that's not how I want to live my life because not everyone deserves my kindness and I don't want it to be I don't want to be in a situation where it's too late yeah. and like and end up being kind to someone who takes advantage
0: absolutely Yeah. And it's funny, you know, like, and and I think a lot of people um, would say like, oh, somebody doesn't deserve your kindness. That sounds so harsh. But I think like, I think I, 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 we've talked about this a lot, like off camera, off mic. And it's like, it's, it's a privilege to get to know somebody. It's a privilege to have, to let people into your world. So when somebody is trying to get in without the, the nuance or the, Yeah, without permission. That's exactly how I want to say it. Yeah. Um, Then they can't take it, you know? And you're right. That's something that has to be protected, Mm -hmm. no matter who you are.
1: Yeah. Um, And, like, we've... On the street that we live on, I'll have to take Lou out by myself sometimes. Lou is our
0: dog, by the way.
1: (laughs) I'll have to take the dog out sometimes by myself. And I feel like for a long time I was just very closed off and like didn't talk to anyone because I didn't want to be, like because I was by myself and I just didn't want to be in a situation. And I can't tell you how many times a man has approached me on this street and asked if my dog is protective over women.
0: So, um, I think any sane person understands why that's an uncomfortable question, but can you elaborate a little bit on that? Like if, if a random person comes up and says, you know, is your is your dog protective? Like why does that make you uncomfortable?
1: Because what are your intentions? Right. Like yeah. are you are you asking because you want to get closer? Are you asking because you want to steal my phone? Are you asking because you want to touch me? Like yeah. why are you why is that thought even if you're not going to broach a parameter around me then why is it a concern
0: that's very interesting it would almost be like if somebody knocked on our door and was just like do you have locks on all of your doors like you yeah. would immediately be like hmm that's suspicious and it, i i will say i've had a very different experience um walking lou our dog by myself because when people see lou because because somebody can say in your situation they can say oh well maybe that guy just wants to know if he can pet the dog or not I will say, when I'm walking the dog and somebody sees me with the dog, they never ask if the dog is protective. They always say, that's a beautiful dog. Mm -hmm. Can I pet them? Or something like that. They never ask if he's protective. Yeah. Which is a very, is very creepy knowing that a man walking his dog is different than a woman walking his dog. It is. Yeah. His dog. (laughs) (laughs) I I wonder if we can go into some specifics. So you had talked about, obviously, the situation of walking the dog, but um, what... What else has what else has happened in your life? <laughs> what
1: has happened to you?
0: <laughs> Why are you the way that you are?
1: I ask myself that every day. <laughs> okay, so I think the situation that sort of prompted doing a Pat Kate chat. I'm not used to saying that. Yeah, Pat Kate Chat.
0: Pat Kate Chat. I think Kate, it should be Kate Pat, Pat, Pat Chat because <laughs> Pat and Chat rhyme. And I think I think as as the queen of the chessboard, you have more maneuvers than I, you should you should precede me.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Kate Pat Chat. The situation that prompted this conversation, I was home alone one night a few weeks ago, and you know, when you're home alone, like. You kind of decide. I don't feel like cooking. I'm gonna treat myself, so I treated myself to some Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Taco Bell sponsor us. <laughs>
1: some Nachos bel Grande. a little Crunchwrap Supreme. So I ordered through Doordash, and I selected the option, please leave at the at the door, like contactless delivery. I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to talk to anyone. Thirty minutes goes by, and I normally pop my head out, yeah, just to make sure because our what house, time,
0: What time of day is this?
1: It was it was dark out. Okay, it was a few weeks ago, so it was probably like seven thirty
0: ish. And it, for those, for anybody that doesn't know, <laughs> um, where we live. Um, it gets quite, like, the sun sets at, like, 5 p.m.
1: Right, in, <laughs> you know. in the summertime. Yeah, or in, it, the in the time. winter wintertime. So yeah. it's,
0: like, it's it's like dead of night at 7 p.m. So it, just in case of, to, to um, elaborate on the situation a little bit, it's not like it's 7 p.m. and, like, there's still a beautiful orange glow in the yeah. sky. It's, like, it is nighttime. It
1: was pitch dark outside. So I usually poke my head out because our house number is hard to see sometimes. And I don't want to have to walk to the neighbor's house to pick up my food in the dead of winter. So I popped my head out and the guy was like, oh, are you Caitlin? And I was like, yeah, you can just leave it at the door. And that meanwhile, Lou's going nuts. So I shut the door. Mm -hmm. And then the guy proceeds to talk about the dog And me being polite, because I just can't get it on my thick head, was, you know, replying to him. And he just kept asking, like, oh, what's his name? Can I pet him? And he ended up, he just stayed a little too long. It was a solid five minutes he stood there Mm. and tried to make small talk. Yeah. And, like, I had the door I'm motioning that I have the door shut, but you can't you guys can't see me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can confirm Kate is motioning that she has the door shut.
1: <laughs> I had the door like ajar, so I'm like talking to him through the door. And then he said, Oh, he's protective and I was like, Yeah, thank you, have a good night and I shut the door in his face.
0: But that is not where the story ends.
1: Where does
0: it end? <laughs> <laughs> you told me the story. Well, he texted you after.
1: Oh, yes. He texted. Sorry. It's been a while. It's been a, it's been it's been a, while a minute. Day. And And we're recording
0: this <laughs> after dinner. So we got a little bit of like sleepy pasta brain. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so he's talking to me. My food's on the ground in the winter, getting cold. Yeah,
0: and not, not for nothing, but during this whole situation, you're hungry. I'm like, so hungry. You want to eat.
1: Like, even I had at- a snack at like 3.30. It's 7.30. <laughs> I want my tacos.
0: And, and not for nothing, but I mean, like, that's that's uh outside of the creepiness. That's a super rude thing for someone to do. It's just like, here's your food, but before you can eat it, I just want get, to get to know you a little bit better. It's just like, motherfucker, no, give me, me my eat. goddamn food. <laughs> All right, uh.
1: Yeah, so okay, so he stood there for like five minutes talking to me, talking about Lou. And you know what? I could see that like maybe he was, he had a little bit of like social issues. Like he he didn't seem like a little he was. awkwardness. So, like, okay, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt f- just for a minute. But then I, I sent him on his way. I pretty much shut the door in his face. And then I waited a salad like 30 seconds before I open the door back up to get my food yeah um and then as I'm sitting down to eat I get a text saying thank you so much for letting me meet your dog I love dogs it was really nice to meet you
0: now I will say uh not to Give us the inner, give the audience the inner workings of our lives. We order food a lot. We do. <laughs> we It's
1: we're, like uh, twice. It's a, third Yeah, third you know, third. it, it <laughs> depends on the
0: day of the week, you know. But we're, we order food a lot. Never, ever have I ever gotten a follow-up text from a driver about anything. Yeah. Afterwards.
1: Yeah, so it was just like unsettling and knowing that I would be home alone for the next two hours was yeah. just, I, I didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like that he felt like he I, he was welcome to stand on our front porch yeah. for five minutes. And that's a little bit on me because I didn't just take the food and go. See,
0: I think that that is something um, that a lot of people do. I think a lot of times um, the person who's being creeped on will often blame like it, themselves. Yeah. And I don't think that that is you. I think that that's, I, oh I know that's absolutely 100% on him. And I think that this should be like a valuable lesson to, I mean, really anybody, because anybody is capable of doing this, but, um, particularly men, because men have the physical advantage over women and women can feel very physically unsafe. I've been creeped on before by women, but I've never felt unsafe. Mm -hmm. I've never felt, I just sort of felt like, oh man, I hope they don't keep talking to me or I hope they don't find me on Facebook or something like that. But I've never been like, is this person going to hurt me? Mm -hmm. Are they going to like physically impose on me? So I think men have to be super aware. Like that guy could stand a little bit of more awareness to be like, okay, here's a woman that's maybe by herself. I don't know if anybody's home or not. My job is to just drop off the food and that's it.
1: That was the other creepy thing he said.
0: Oh no, what happened? He
1: said... Oh, cause Lou was barking and I could tell he was, this was after he had been standing there for a couple of seconds and I was like, Lou, look, he brought us our food and he goes our food.
0: Oh. And I said,
1: yep. The three of us, me and my husband and my dog.
0: Oh no. And then he
1: still stayed and like continued the conversation.
0: Dude, fishing like that is, ne- there's a time and a place to like fish for information. You know, you're on a date. We just go out. It's easy to be like, I want to know more about you. Mm-hmm at the door of a de- food delivery is not an okay uh-huh. time to fish for information. So there's two things. I think people who are creeped on can always stand to have a little bit more awareness to be like, "Okay, what am I okay with to be able to set their boundaries clearly?" Um and to recognize like you did, tr- like you said earlier, trust your gut. That didn't feel good. But the people who are creeps could definitely Dan to have a little bit more self awareness. Even
1: if you're not a creep. Like you said in the beginning, men have this sort of you'll edit that out, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping in all of it.
0: Especially where we name DoorDash.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> But please sponsor us DoorDash. But get rid of your creepy driver. Get rid of your creepy driver. Um No, like what you were saying in the beginning about how it's like it can be difficult for men to understand um, how far to take a situation like what to do and what not to do if you are just nice and normal and like you don't try to put your hands (laughs) (laughs) on the person like you're likely gonna be okay
0: but but the thing is is that a lot of guys you you said just be nice and normal but the problem is a lot of guys think that by being nice it is a invitation to be like... Like, they deserve something. Like, oh, I was nice to you, so...
1: Oh, you that's know? true. So it's like...
0: Yeah. Y- 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 guys should just be fu- fucking aware. Like, they should just recognize it. Like, um, this isn't my story, but... um, So I'll, I'll be anonymous about it. But somebody was telling me that... Um, th- uh, she had gone out with two of her friends, and her friends are married, I think. So there were three of them together. And they had gone to a bar, and this random guy started like chatting with them a little bit i think while they were waiting for a seat at the table that was it yeah they're waiting for a seat mm-hmm. at the table so they were hanging out at the bar in the meantime um so the guy was like you know he was he was nice or whatever and when it was time to sit down that guy followed them to the table expecting to be invited no. and even though he was perfectly nice you have to recognize that unless you were specifically invited like you have you have to have the self-awareness to understand this is where my communication with this person ends. you mm-hmm. know if you want to be like, "Hey, I really liked you here's my here's my number. If you feel no pressure if you feel like calling me, call me yeah, whatever um. But it was very nice to meet you and leave. If that's if that's how you want to play it, fucking rad, smooth move. But if you want to follow them to the table, like no. how are you going to split
1: that check? Like... <laughs> uh, that that thought hadn't even crossed my mind. But I mean, think
0: about it. You get you get three people who know each other. Maybe the married couples like splitting their check. But do you want to split the check with like this your impromptu date? I mean, some... maybe
1: he'll try to be super impressive and pick up the whole tab. <laughs> 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 but then he might. Have sex
0: expectations? <laughs> mm, mm, yes, yes. The the almighty sex expectations. Um, yeah. I, I don't remember exactly where we were going with this. The, I I think that that's that's all really important stuff for people to, to keep in mind because that's people will wheedle their way into your lives. Yeah. Is so I'll, I'll ask you a, a question.
1: Ooh, I'll
0: ask you two questions. Okay. I might forget what the other one is. <laughs> Pasta brain. Um, you, you had given us a situation about, you know, this person coming up to the door. Is there anything that you wish you would have done differently? Or is there anything that you would give to anybody listening, men and women who may feel victimized like that to, um, give, to give them advice about what they should do in that situation?
1: It's so hard. Cause you never know how you're going to act in any situation. Yeah. You can have all the best intentions and then they'll fly out the window yeah. when you're confronted by something. But I would just say, listen to your gut. Be rude if you have to. I'm going to quote Crime Junkie. Be weird, be rude, stay alive. <laughs> uh, Ashley Flowers, what's up? <laughs> and Brit. <laughs> no, I mean, I wish that I had shut the door sooner. Yeah. So that's... That's it. And my only takeaway is that I just don't open the door for DoorDash anymore yeah. or for any delivery service. Yeah. Um, because I guess I'd rather walk 10 feet in the snow <laughs> than deal with a creep on my front porch.
0: Yeah. That's, uh, you brought up two really interesting things is that like, um, What's the utilitarian thing to do, you know? Is it opening the door to potential weirdos or is it, like you said, walking 10 feet, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it sucks and it's uncomfortable, but the alternative is, yeah, you know, something worse happening. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that you said is that I think it's the uh, a very wise thing to say is you never know what you're going to do in that situation. And that's one of the things we always teach in karate class um, is we could train moves all day long. But until you're in that situation where you feel like a life or death, a lot of those things leave your head. It's so easy. Like, I've been in incidents before where there'll be an altercation or something like that, and everyone and their mother will tell you what they would have done Mm -hmm. in that situation. And it's all horseshit. Nobody knows until they're in that situation. And it's the same thing, you know? That's why I think that, like, especially with people who are on the receiving end of that it's best to to hear them out fully and listen to them and respect the fact that they felt uncomfortable because mm-hmm. nobody else knows what that person went through.
1: It's also important to let that person just go through the motions and let feel them feel. feel how they need to feel. There's like there's nothing you can do. Yeah. If they're telling you that they have been in a situation that affected them somehow, that is a privilege that they are extending to you. They're
0: le- you're letting them on their on your island.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So just listen. Yeah. And be a shoulder to lean on.
0: So my next question is: um, Is there anything in particular that signifies to you that somebody is a creep? And I know every situation is different, but is there any red flags people should be aware of? Because I have one. That's what made me oh, think of it. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of... Ooh. I'm just asking myself the question. <laughs> it's I just... I want to hear you. We've say. talked about this quite a bit, but a lot of times... um, The I'm going to name two things, but they kind of go hand in hand. It's when somebody wants to be your best friend right away. Mm. That always has weirded me out because sometimes you just click with people and sometimes it's just like, oh, that's awesome. But then sometimes you have somebody that's like, you know, starts calling like your parents mom and dad or something like that where it's just like we're not that close we're not that close and and um the reason that i think that that's a little bit uncomfortable for me is because it's it has always seemed to me like that person is in a state where they need somebody to latch on to and therefore somebody who is nice to them Mm -hmm. or somebody who extends part of their island to them then they hold on to that and they're like this is the person that i am now going to define my identity by Uh, And that's not healthy, because it becomes a very dependent relationship.
1: So that's more of, like, a long game. That's a long con, Like a long con. Yeah,
0: but sometimes it can happen very quickly. It can blow up very quickly. That's
1: true, that's true. I was more thinking, when you originally asked, I was thinking, like, if I'm out, like, in a bar or on the street. I mean, I feel like you know. (laughs) Like, there was that guy, remember that guy at that Young Professionals... Thing oh at yeah, Allen. Yeah,
0: yeah, I remember that. Like that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess we should probably give some context we for that. Should. Well, and that's that's actually the thing too, and I think that this goes along a long way in self awareness. Also, is that um, so we went to this basically like this young professionals meeting. I don't know why we were invited. It was just in,
1: because <laughs> We're definitely not. We're professionals. not
0: young. Pro- I don't know. He, I, I was gonna say, I don't know if you guys can see us right now. You obviously <laughs> cannot see us, but we are wearing like the baggiest, like gaudiest hoodies. Uh, it's it's a rough situation over here, <laughs> but um, yeah, there and uh, and we had gone there. On, it
1: was like a networking event, yeah, it was
0: like an, exactly. So we had gone there essentially just to meet other young professionals and Eat see what free they're doing, food, exactly, network. So we go, and there's this one guy that is just, like, creeping on you. Like, Well, he he, was
1: really drunk.
0: He was super drunk. I think he
1: put his arm around me at one point.
0: Yeah, he, oh, he definitely did. I remember (laughs) we were outside, and I was thinking, like, how many floors is this building? Because that'll be a long (laughs) fall when I throw him off. But it was was super creepy, but you could tell he was drunk because he had, like, the sweat under his eyes.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: like, when somebody's Mm -hmm. just, like, they can't handle their alcohol, like, that happens. But it was that, but it was also, I think the thing that was most, Uncomfortable was that we were at a meeting of quote-unquote professionals. So I don't know if this guy, what his story was, but I think he was thinking, well, I'm a young professional, and therefore I can, I can, I am allowed to act a certain way because I have the title of being a professional. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah, um, free pass. We actually uh, had that, I, we had that experience at a wedding we went to with that one dude who was trying to have sex with that drunk girl. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um and it's kind of, and it's kind of the same thing but basically there was this this belligerently drunk girl and somebody was trying to have sex with her and he kept saying, "Well, I'm drunk too. I'm drunk too." But if you're drunk, if you're not drunk enough to be like to to be that lucid about your to,
1: to make the decision, to make the decision, <laughs> yeah. then
0: you're not drunk enough to have like sloppy se- like it would have been very predatory. And one of the the creepiest thing i probably ever heard in my life was he very seriously looked me in the eyes and said i donate to charity i can have sex with her and oh. one it's he didn't he didn't say it quite like that but he basically said he goes i i donate however much money a year to this i'm a good person like it's okay let me do my thing and it's like that's creepy because i what's creepy about that is the niceness i do something good so i i can take the advantage of people But two, the other thing that really creeped me out is that I think it's just by virtue of having money, by virtue of being a quote-unquote professional, these people don't see themselves as creeps. Mm
1: -hmm. They just see
0: themselves as like...
1: Right, I don't think anyone wants to see themselves as a creep.
0: Right. So
1: that's also the awareness thing. Like, am I making this person uncomfortable? Am I crossing a line by saying something inappropriate? Um, and again, that person doesn't really get to decide. It's the person that they are encountering that decides. Yeah. And that's when that person who's on the receiving end of it has to, has to make a decision about how they're going to act. Yeah. If they're going to be rude, if they're going to keep.
0: The two things that I've learned about self-defense is strength in numbers. Um, we had a uh, side note. We, one time while we were taking our engagement pictures, Somebody came up to us and said, can I hang out with you guys because somebody is on the trail exposing himself. And that guy was smart enough to understand strength in numbers. Mm-hmm. Can I stay with you guys? Um, and even though we didn't really know him or anything like that, we were yeah, happy we to have him along <laughs> while we were taking our engagement photos. He should have jumped in for one. That would have been beautiful. But, um yeah, strength in numbers. Um, you know, if you're here by yourself and a creepy driver comes up or whatever, it's like that's where you're most vulnerable is by yourself. But I think the second thing is, like you said, being rude. Um, we talk about this sometimes is that like, you know, if somebody, if somebody tries to like jump out at you in the dark, our instinct is to go, oh my God, and kind of sh- like shrink. Mm-hmm. But if you just sort of like stand and almost like yell back, it's not what the other person expected. And sometimes that is a yeah. deterrent. So, being oh, I've rude. heard so
1: many on all my on all my Crime Junkie <laughs> podcast listening and my favorite murder, there are so many stories where like survival stories where the person getting attacked like says something that catches the attacker off guard and then they leave. Yeah. Actually, um back when I worked at Java's, there was this guy who was a regular and he was like, you know, you know, the type who would yeah. hang out at At the cafe. Yeah. And
0: And just for the people that don't know, um, Java's is a place, uh, is a very popular place around here. Uh, It's a cafe. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I was getting into my 2000 Dodge Neon that was (laughs) parked right outside the cafe and I was sitting there getting ready to leave. You know, my car sits close to the ground, so I can't see who's walking on the sidewalk. I can just see, like, the bottom legs. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, someone opened the door and started getting in my car. And I was like, what the hell? just yelled at them. And it was this guy who was a regular, and he was messing with me. And he was like, that was a really good response. You do that if <laughs> someone gets into your car. Oh,
0: my God, yeah. I was
1: like, Get the Get the hell away from me.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I train with a guy, he's a he's a, a very knowledgeable guy, and he says there's on and there's off. You know? When you're off, it's cool. When you're on, it has to be a hundred percent. There's no halfway in self-defense. If you're going to slam the door in the guy's face, you have to do it. You have to Mm -hmm. stick to that. We talked a little bit in the last episode about like creating goals for yourself in a self-defense situation. But it's just like...
1: It's intention. It's
0: intention. If the intention is, I don't want this guy on my door. I don't want to talk to him. I'm closing the door. Announce, I'm closing the door. Boom. Mm-hmm. you know uh and and stick to those goals you can't go halfway with it
1: hopefully the majority of, the majority of us don't have to put that into effect yeah in real life but it's always good to be prepared and to teach that to our loved ones who we don't want
0: absolutely being
1: faced in a situation you know that's
0: that's something that i teach teach my my students quite a bit or at least i try to teach my students is that we often think that if you're gonna self-defense is like a mortal combat you know it's one person on one end of the room the other person you both bow to each other then get into your fighting stance and have this jackie chan like kung fu fight um self-defense is very much somebody's looking at you. You you keep noticing them at the store mm-hmm. looking at you. Or it's somebody is knocking at your front door. You don't answer. And then they start knocking at the back door. It's self-defense. Is, and I think that that stuff happens a lot more often than we'd like to think. Mm-hmm. And it's not self-defense doesn't end at... It doesn't only encompass cool martial arts fights yeah. on a beach at night. Mm-hmm. It encompasses that awareness that we have to take with us every
1: day. One of the first self-defense tips that I ever learned was from my dad when I was a small child so my dad told me if anyone tries to get you in their car even if they have a gun you run because as soon as they have you in in their car you're dead and he said just do what you can to get away and I just I've always remembered that I think he said that to me when I was 10 years old and it's a really morbid thing to say to a 10 year old but it's 20 years later and it has stuck with me and yeah. I will tell you right now I will never get into a vehicle as long as I'm alert yeah <laughs> I will never let someone do that
0: I think that there's like a like a zero hour when it comes to self-defense when you're like and the thing is you know like if uh, you see you see it in animals like if animals are fighting, And one of them knows that they're going to die. They tend to just, there's like this acceptance, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think with human beings in self-defense situations like that, there's a zero hour where it's just like, there's nothing else you can do. Mm -hmm. And I think that in that case, it's getting into the car,
1: Yeah. you
0: know? And if you could recognize what those are and be like, as long as this thing, this circumstance isn't satisfied, I can stay alive. Mm Mm-hmm so probably the, the takeaway for today is keep fighting keep
1: fighting <laughs> keep
0: fighting and fighting takes many forms including being rude and protecting your boundaries
1: yes and knowing your boundaries
0: knowing your, it all starts self i'm telling you Lao Tzu said it a long time ago or no it wasn't Lao Tzu Sun Tzu who wrote <laughs> the art of war he says you have to know yourself so you can know your enemy and man yeah. that shit like it makes sense you you gotta know what's going on you gotta know what your boundaries are yeah. you got to know all the exits in your house. Put little weapons in every room. <laughs>
1: know where all the weapons are and put them back. And please put walk. them back, yes. There were a few kind times I went for
0: the pepper spray <laughs> and, uh, and somebody had it in their winter pocket.
1: <laughs> Was that Lou? <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's actually been I keep really I telling
1: cool. him to put the pepper spray back.
0: I'll be very interested to go back and see this episode.
1: There's a lot of good stuff. There's here. a lot of
0: good stuff. I, at least, yeah, I guess we're biased. Yeah, I definitely saw the audio spike a few times. Uh, if you didn't know, Bruisers is a very small operation. We're recording on one microphone, so we're huddled around We it.
1: did try to record on two, but it wasn't working. It wasn't working. <laughs> so uh, I forgot time. to
0: test the microphones. <laughs> but I think that brings up. Uh, do you have any final thoughts?
1: Um. Yeah, just to drive home... The fact that you should no, never mind. <laughs> oh,
0: that sounded like it was gonna be good. That sounded like it was gonna be really good. You're like, I don't I wanna I wanna drive home. Drive home. That... Okay. Okay. You you have to subscribe to our Patreon in order to find out what she was gonna say. <laughs> You'll get the best advice there. <laughs> no
1: no no. Here it is. Okay, here it is. Be rude. Because if the person that you're encountering ends up being a nice person, it's not going to matter. So there's no losing if you're rude.
0: A normal, sane person will understand yes. your wariness. Yes. All right.
1: So that's it. I'll leave you I'll leave you there.
0: That was good. I can't believe you were going to hold that up <laughs> hold that off behind a paywall. <laughs> nah. No, we should set up a Patreon. We should. Well, either Can you way. Guys,
1: five, five bucks a month?
0: Oh, hey, that'd be cool. We'll Over to that Nintendo Switch money. You guys can't see it, but Kate is nodding her head approvingly of me wanting a Nintendo Switch. Anyway. Well, let's finish off with uh, keep a lookout for our other episodes. We have one big episode a month, which is uh, sort of a narrative story time. Um, we have a question of the month where we take user submitted questions and talk about them. Um, questions can always be submitted on our Instagram at bruiserspodcast.com and can be submitted via email at bruisers...
1: I think you said it wrong. Did I say it wrong? It's, our Instagram is at bruisers.podcast.
0: Yes. Ah, oh, shoot. <laughs> and our email is bruiserspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Right? Now. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember. We're so... We should never <laughs> have gone to that young professionals meeting. Um... And you'll hear more Kate Pat Chats in the days to come.
1: Kate Pat Chat. I need to practice saying that because I keep wanting to say Kat Pat
0: Chat. (laughs) Cat Pat Chat. All right. Um, Well, without further ado.
1: Thank you for listening.
0: Thank you so much. And stay
1: safe. safe. And alive.
0: And alive. Both. All right.